It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Welcome into episode number 15 of Jobbing Out. Episode number 15. Uh, you know what? Let's go around. Let's do, let's do this one by one. Aaron, I'll let you start. Do you have a guess? Episode number 15. How much that golden egg was actually worth. Okay, that's a good guess. You think it was worth $15 even. All right, fair yes. enough. Okay. Brandon, do you have a guest? Ep- episode number 15. Um, how many minutes it should have taken you to get your booster shot? Ah, well, it took much longer than that. Thanks a lot, Walgreens! No, that's not it either. Uh, AJ, do you have a guess on why it's episode number 15? Um, I would say that I used to average 15 points a game in <laughs> basketball. You know, I didn't do that type of research in order to come up with this. No, uh, the other two, they I didn't expect them to get it. I thought you would. I, everybody's been asking, are we going to talk about the big story this week? Yeah, we're going to talk about it. We collected 15 shopping carts worth of food this weekend down in college. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but my big thing was I didn't, I didn't get that right away because mostly because like, when you know, I had people dragging my name all weekend. It's funny. It's like it's, it's funny. Like the reason why I tagged all these uh, all those dirty websites uh, is because like I think it's hilarious that like all these people were running stories about how bad of a person I was apparently right. while I was literally while I was literally in the midst of my of my fifth annual canned food drive for homeless children so i thought that was hilarious fifth annual as in three years prior to being in wwe sure, that's a fact that is all of yeah, that look, look at this difficult asshole collecting food for homeless people <laughs> what a jerk you are all right uh it is jabbing out glenn clark aaron oster brandon linton and the main event 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 Say it sexier. Do it even sexier than that. That's what I was looking for. AJ Francis, aka Frank. Um, and uh, and yeah, yeah. Um, you know when you like break up with a girl and you get together with your buddies and like nobody knows what to say and like what to do. Yeah, he kind of. It's it's kind of like that. It's kind of it's, day- it's kind of like that, right? I mean, at the end of the day, man, like. I know, and anybody with eyes knows that we killed that shit. Like, Hit Row is is one of the coolest things that's ever happened on WWE TV. And because of that, I know that there's going to be a lot of opportunities coming down the pipeline. Um, I'm in the process of uh, making my way forward. I've always wanted to do this. I've never had the chance to really do it. Now I do. Uh, um, I'm in the process of making my list <laughs> oh please tell me you're gonna take a picture of you like you know at a desk 
the whole old uh, Cody style? Uh, it's going to be a little bit cooler than. Well, than of course. That. Uh, I have an I have an idea uh, of how I'm going to you know do my list. I'm going to you know release it uh, uh, next month at some point. I have this uh, concept that I'm about to start because uh, one thing I've I've recognized is that like um, you know because we rap and there's not a lot of people that like in the wrestling community that understand like real hip hop culture. Um, so like people don't even comprehend the fact that rap is nothing but rhyme promo. You know what I'm saying? Um, people think that I can't promo that I can just rap and I'm about to start a promo series that I'm, um, debuting this week, this Friday. Um, and it's going to be called this, uh, this, the episode of it this week is going to be called black Friday. So it'll be, uh, it's actually the reason why I'm on my way to Target to get a uh, Santa Claus hat. Oh, all right. It's all right. I thought that was for something else that maybe you're doing in the bedroom. But, uh, you know, hey, man, whatever. Hey. That's what I do, I guess. I guess. Maybe I was projecting a little bit when I made that. If you're in the, if you're in the Santa kink, that's yeah. okay. You know oh, what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's groups for that, you know. We make I'm sure. sure Mick, I'm sure Mick Foley would be right with you. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> He's probably done the same thing. Hey, no we, we, we've all seen Bad Santa. Okay, yeah, it, it, it works. Didn't walk right mm-hmm. for a week. That's the way that. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so, okay. So let me, let me unpack a little bit of that, right? Cause we know you've already talked a little bit about it. We know you were on uh, busted open over the weekend. And we also know that like, this is the way it works. There's some things you can say, some things you can't say, some things you could, but you just won't. Right. And I respect that because yeah. you're, you're a professional, right? Like I completely understand that. So let's, yeah. let's, let's cover a couple things. So one thing that you jumped out there, you used the word we. And that's interesting to me. Is is there a plan? Like it is is the row or hit row or whatever, is there a plan to be involved with these guys and gal maybe moving forward? Uh absolutely. I mean, we all have the funny thing is, is like the reason why hit row works so well is because um you got four people um who have completely different personalities as well as you know wrestling styles and characters coming together and it all felt you know really symbiotic between all of us Mm -hmm. like it was never hard for us to make it seem like we connected because we just connected um and the thing is now like everybody kind of has their own plans but like those plans entail all of us still working together every chance that we get an opportunity to um but like we all have different ideas of what we want to do next um and we all have different ideas of where would be a good the best place for us to go Mm -hmm. so you know it's going to be an opportunity for everybody because anybody with eyes that watched uh what we did on television you know knows that we can bring a lot to any company that we go to. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's a fact. So, so, you know, we all have different ideas, but the plan right now is for us to, you know, do everything we can together, but still not be afraid to do our own thing, which is what we were already doing, to be honest, um, when we would do everything uh, within our crew. Because even if you look at 
um, Swerve's title reign, like the the focal point was on Swerve, but we were all, you know, the point was for us to make sure that he got the best out of that that he could. Mm-hmm. And same thing when we came up to the main roster and uh, they wanted to see me work as the solos guy. Like we all came together and recognized the potential of that and how well it could work. Um, if depending on like where we ended up taking the stories that we did, because at the end of the day, we all would, none of us came to WWE all together. We, we joined together when we got there. So to now have the opportunity to still work together, but be our own people. I mean, it's exactly what we, what we were looking for from the beginning. I think what's interesting, too, is that, like, there is the opportunity. You guys could be maybe in different places, but could maybe still get together somewhere else, right? Like, we uh, I love the Bullet Club. Right. Right, exactly right, right? Like, that. this is, the world of pro wrestling has changed in a lot of ways, everywhere, but there's, in, if you're in WWE, obviously you can't go out and do, you know, a, a show in, in uh, Lexington, Kentucky on a Saturday night, right? Like, you're not allowed to do yeah. that. But any other company that you're in, for the most part, you're able to do that. So, you could be in one place, you know, Swerve could be in another place, and, and Tahuti could be in another place, and Brianna could be, like, but yet... You could all get together at a house show or at a at a live show somewhere over the weekend yep. and and be the row again. Yep, and the funny thing is, it's like um, it's uh, honestly we have to iron out, you know, a lot more details, but of how we're going to do it. But at the end of the day, I mean, our ninety days are up before WrestleMania, so I would fully expect all of us to be. In, in yeah, Dallas, that would make a lot of sense. Right? Yeah. yeah, so there's going to be a lot of fun to be had that weekend for sure. The, you know, I, 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 again, so there are people on the internet that will use you guys as an example of oh, it's one more time where the people on the main roster didn't understand why something in NXT worked, and that's an interesting thing to me because it's been a complaint I think we've all lodged over the years. But I don't know. Like they gave you a lot of TV time. Like you know, I, I, it. Do you think? I mean, what? I mean, if it's one, th- the one thing that didn't happen was that, that like they didn't show that what we did didn't work. In fact, they showed right. that what we did worked a lot. They right. just decided to go in a different direction. That's right. all that. Right. Like that was just a, their decision to go in a different direction. That is, if you watch what we did, you can't say it didn't work. Like <laughs> if you watch the segment we did with Sami Zayn. Uh, if you watch our backstage uh, segments th- uh, that we did with the New Day, if you watch our debut segment, if, if you see all of that, like, I mean, it's clear that what we were doing was working. But, you know, they decided to go in a different direction. And that's business, man. Yeah. I'm not I'm not worried about their decision to go in a different direction because I believe in me. I mean, like, I believed in me before I got there. That's why I got there. And I believe in me now. So, like. Yeah, you also that- you also know a thing or two. Like you, you played in the NFL. You also know a thing or two about like sometimes these things happen. Where yeah, you- I was in the NFL. I got released nine times, but I got signed ten. Right, so. right. and you got released <laughs> even after you were playing. Like it had nothing to do with what you were doing. You've talked about this a, a number yeah. of times. Like, the it- best the best game of my NFL career was my last game of my NFL career. <laughs> right, right. Like you're killing it. It's just. 
they bring in their own guys or whatever it is. You know, like that. It doesn't make a damn lick of sense, but these things happen. It's it's the nature of the beast. Um. So so it's okay. Okay, we got to handle a couple things. One, we we you and I talked off the air about what the ninety day thing means. Y- you're not going silent for ninety days. We, <laughs> uh, that's obviously quite clear. You're yeah. not just like falling off the face of the planet for ninety days. You're just not wrestling for ninety days, correct? Yeah. So like I'm, I'm I'm making it a uh, point in the next ninety days to prove exactly what I bring to the table. Um, because at the end of the day, I'm not. I'm not going to just sit on my hands and sit around for 90 days. That's just not me. I can't, I can't do that. Like I couldn't do that before I got to WWE and I, and to be honest, like everything that I do now is to prepare for what's coming after those 90 days. Um, everything that I've worked for to get to this point has built and built and built. And I feel like, yeah, the, the rug got swept out from underneath of me, but all I can do is stand up and get back to building because I have no problem doing that. No, I mean, and and there's still good that came from it, right? Like more people yeah. more people know you than knew you before, right? At this exactly. point. Yeah. And and you know, there's a there's gonna be a lot more opportunities. Let's let's call it let's call it spade a spade. When you work for WWE um, and you get an opportunity, and then your time in WWE comes to an end. You get a lot more opportunities elsewhere. Right. You know what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So, I, I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity that I was given, but I'm also ready to work for my next one. So yeah, look, man. Um, you know, you're not going silent. We do know that you are. You you've got music coming in the meantime, correct? Yep. Yeah. My uh, my third album drops uh, next Friday, uh, December third. It's uh, an EP. It's the shortest album I've ever made. My first album was 17 tracks. My second album was 15 tracks. This is five tracks. Um, so it's an EP. It's uh, it was it's been done for almost a year, and I was just uh, you know waiting on the opportunity to release it because I wanted uh, to get it in before the end of the year, um, but. You know, the cool thing about it is it's my life story. The The album is basically, it's five songs, but after you listen to those five songs, you know a lot about my life and more about my life than you knew before you listened to it. And it's a cool concept album. It's called First Class. Um, I wrote half of it in first class while I was shooting Most Wanted Treasures. So That's cool. Um, That's cool. It, 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 uh, the other half of it I wrote in the... A studio uh, that Dolly Parton used in Knoxville. What? I literally, yeah. So <laughs> wait, 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 so, wait. What? Stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, hang on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, hang on, hang on. Stop, stop. <clears throat> it's time for this week's segment. AJ's life is different than yours. And now <laughs> here's AJ to tell us about how his life is different than yours. So, so uh, I was in Knoxville. Um, shooting scenes for the Most Wanted Treasure show with Kane. The mayor. The mayor. Mayor Jacobs. The mayor, Glenn Jacobs. Um, And I was shooting these scenes with him, and I had never... um, 
Oh, well, I'm sorry. Not, I had never, like, none of those scenes ended up making the show, which is hilarious. Um, but while I was there, I had, like, a, uh, you know, when you shoot a TV show, like, they had, they legally have to give you a day off every week. Um, so me being me, I don't really know how to take days off, as we already mentioned. And so when I realized I was going to have a, a day off on a random, like, I think it was like a Wednesday, I was like, what can I do in Knoxville, Tennessee on a Wednesday? Right. I was I was like, well, I need to go to the studio anyway. Let me go check out a studio, right? So I uh, look up the studios in the area, and, like, the first two I called weren't even open. So the third one that I called, they were like, yeah, we don't have anybody in, but if you book a time uh, for tomorrow, we can have somebody be there. And I was like, all right, cool. Sounds good. So then, um, you know, I don't know anything about this studio. I just seen pictures online and it looked decent enough. Um, so I go in, uh, get to the studio and I, uh, walk in the front door and there's this giant stand up, uh, life-size poster of Dolly Parton. I believe, hang on. I, am I, am I incorrect in saying, by the way, black icon Dolly Parton? No, I mean, yeah. I mean, she she wrote one. Of, she's responsible for one of the best songs that Whitney Houston ever sang. That's so, a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, so like, you know, I walk in. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it makes sense. I'm in Knoxville. Right. It makes a lot of sense to be a random Dolly Parton uh, stand-up poster here. That'll make all the sense in the world. It was like a Dolly Parton fathead, basically. And um, I was like, oh, this makes all the sense in the world. This is great. And uh, I walk past some more, and I see a couple records on the wall, and I'm like, "Oh, oh, Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton recorded here. Wow, that's cool." So you know, um, lo and behold, I end up going into the studio, and I uh, recorded hip hop tracks in the same studio Dolly Parton used to work in. So I think that's hilarious. I mean, that's amazing, bro. <laughs> like, I love that so much, man. You know, the shame of it is that we didn't have time to try to cr- arrange like a, la- a collaboration of some sort, right? I know. I wish I could have <laughs> Dolly on the, on, the, oh, on the feature. You know what I'm I wonder how much a Dolly Parton feature goes for. I'm going to guess it's not mm. cheap. I'm just going <laughs> to guess. I don't know. Hey, maybe she's a Hit Row fan. Right? Hey. <laughs> Possibly. Oh, God, that is wild, man. All right, so what's the date that, that that's going to be available? Uh, December 3rd, not this Friday, but next Friday, right. uh, first Friday in December. There's a lot of, uh, there's a really cool songs on there, um, and it, you know, displays my life. And it's, uh, it's really, it's a concept album. It's basically, uh, it's acting as if you take a flight from Miami to Orlando. So it's, it's pretty cool. I want to I'm going to editorialize for a second, if you don't mind, because because you brought up something earlier and I'm just going to say something because I had some people, you know, and Aaron and Brandon, I'm sure had the same thing happened. Like we had people reach out to us and we're like, yo, I'm not I know. I don't know. Believe it or not. I'm not AJ. (laughs) Like, I know we look very similar. Right. Like I we. (laughs) It happens all the time. We go out in public. We we, we, we use the same weights in the weight room. A hundred percent, man. Like, it's just all we're ever doing. Like, when we got to the basketball game on Friday, everybody was like, oh, AJ's here. And they're like, oh, wait, now, who, which one of you is AJ? And I was like, oh, man. So I, I got all that crap from people. Like, well, man, did, you know, did he rub the wrong people, the people the wrong way with his tweets? And, like, I'm just going to say this right now. And, like, I'm not... I'm not trying to call anybody out individually, but like that to me came off inherently racist. 
that people are bothered by a black man who believes in himself and who has confidence in what he does and can understand that like that that's that's okay. It's all right to have confidence in what Joe Flacco sat down with me one night at a restaurant and said he thought he was the best quarterback in the NFL. And people harangued him over it as if he was supposed to sit down there and say, no, nah, I don't think I'm all No, that good. all these guys are better than yeah, me. Yeah, bro. Like, seriously, you think I'm as good as Jay Cutler? That guy's just killing it, man. I suck. <laughs> like, wh- like, what else are you p- supposed to say? And it just comes off. And I guess it just comes off with this, like, you're not allowed to be this way mentality. You're just supposed to always be grateful and thankful that you're there. And yep. a- as I say, like, you know, I... You know, I, I, I'm very forced. I get to, to do foot, uh, uh, radio shows with football players all the time, and I get it. Like, in comparison to people that have to dig ditches, I'm fortunate that way. But I earned that. I wasn't given that. I worked my ass off in my career to be able to do these types of things. And I'm good at it. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that. I'm good at it. I'm not so great about doing a wrestling podcast because, you know... I barely pay attention half the time. <laughs> but, like, the other part of it, I'm really good at it, and I have no problem saying that. And the notion that anyone would come up with the idea that you, of all people, would bother someone. Like, yo, AJ is one of the nicest human beings that you will ever come across in your life. Bro, like I already said, then people was running stories about how I was hard to work with while I was at... My fifth annual canned food drive for homeless children. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to say this without me putting us down too much. Aaron Brandon and I aren't the coolest people in the room. <laughs> like we're not the guys. AJ doesn't do this because it helps his profile in some sort of way. Like he is not elevated by sitting around talking s with us by bringing us to his house to stay with him. During WrestleMania weekend, that doesn't help AJ. We're we're friends. He's a really nice guy. It's <laughs> insane the types of things that people are saying because you have the audacity to think you're good at this, to think that you're capable of doing the thing that you do for a living. Unreal. I mean, you know, you know how it is. You're not allowed in this here in these here United States. You're not allowed to be black and confident without a reason that someone else can justify sadly like like if, if 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 there isn't someone else that will vouch for you you're not allowed to be black and confident you're not allowed to believe in yourself i don't live in the Kyle Rittenhouse America i live in the 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 central park 5 America you know what i'm saying so like i live in a different america than a lot of than a lot of people and i've done that my whole life that's why I do things like my canned food drive because I see how quickly things can go south for people that didn't have anything going for them in the first place. Um, I, it's the reason why, like, uh, we do we don't just do canned food drives. Oh, by we the way, he tr- he also threw in money for my coat drive. I want to make that very oh, yeah. clear. A- after a- after he lost his job, <laughs> he threw yeah. in money for my coat drive that I do for helping up mission every year. I mean, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, and the thing is, like, I didn't tell you to say that. Nope. Like, people were like, oh, wow, you're going to tag all these people and make them report that you did a canned food drive. 
I'm like, yeah, because they spent they spent the whole weekend talking about how shitty a person I was while I was at the camp food drive. So yes, I'm gonna tag them and make them see that they're just talking about a bullshit narrative. Well, maybe like, maybe they'll understand. Uh, you know, that may, maybe we're presenting it the wrong way. You of course do this show with us because you get paid a lot of money to do it, right? Because we we paid you to hang out with us. That's the reason why you you do the show with us, right? It's- you got the, the checks must be in the mail because I ain't never got nothing. Them them. <laughs> For what it's worth, you've made exactly as much as we have. <laughs> of course, I'm doing this show. Like zero dollars, zero dollars, and yet, despite the fact that the man was signed by WWE, and he would go out of his way to come. For, look, let's be straight up about what this show is, and we appreciate the fact that you guys listen. And it's not like we don't want to grow the show and make it better, but we've also accepted at some point that we do this so that a group of friends can hang out and talk about pro wrestling, right? Like, that's the point of doing the show. And AJ, despite the fact that he got a job and was flying all over the place and doing all that crap, when he was doing Most Wanted Treasures, he would come up with time to figure out a way to come hang out with us and talk wrestling during the course of the week. F all of you. And I don't, I don't get this. I know this is maybe, you know, I, I, the, the, I'm not acting like much of a journalist in this moment. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care at all. F all of you with that nonsense. Um, all of you that have met like AJ anywhere understand he's one of the best people that we've ever known. The idea that anybody would be rubbed the wrong way. If they were rubbed the wrong way by AJ, it says something about them. I'm going to make that abundantly clear. If you're rubbed the wrong way about AJ, by AJ, you need to seek help, bro. Like You need to go uh, separate yourself from society and figure out what the F is wrong with you that you have a problem with someone believing that they're good at what it is that they do. Go screw. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put those. That's Glenn Clark saying that. That's not, you know. Hey. Yes. How, how wild is it that we always read these stories about people, of speculation of, like, what happened or whatever, and now we're, like, right in the middle of one of these with someone we know. Hmm. <laughs> and we can say is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, Keith Lee was apparently disgruntled too, and he's one right. of the nice, soft-spoken brothers I've ever met in my life. So, I mean, bro, uh, what, you guys have anything in common, the two of you? Anything at all? Like, I can't. Couple things. I can't think of. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that's similar about the two of you. It's just really, really weird. Really weird how that goes. All right, so let's let's do the. We're both three hundred pounds, and we can do backflips. Is that what you mean? That's what it was. Exactly. That was that is exactly what I was thinking of. Is you're both really athletic, big men. That was the thing I was thinking about that you guys have in common. That was yep. the thing. So let's let's handle a couple they, things. I, I brought up the word uh, journalist. Uh, somebody's gonna be mad at Aaron and I. Let, let's just handle this. AJ, all the questions that people they they want you to say certain things. You're not gonna answer those questions. So. Let's just get that out of the way. This isn't Aaron and I abdicating journalistic responsibility. It's understanding you're our friend, and you're not going to answer those questions anyway, so why are we going to waste everybody's time? Can we just handle that? That and the fact that just like, bro, it's like, I'm not not in a bad place. Right. People want me to come and bash WWE. Like, I'm not telling nobody to not watch WWE. I'm not – I am not sitting here pretending that people was – only watching WWE for me. I know that I got a lot of fans while I was there, but I'm not sitting here pretending that people are watching WWE for me. So for me to come out and say, you shouldn't watch WWE because they released me makes me look like an idiot. Right. So like, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm also not saying that like, I have to be in WWE for me to be a 
success. Right. If 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 you need to if you need the validation of people of other people to believe in yourself, then you don't believe in yourself. It's a fact. That's a fact, bro. By the way, Joe Flacco went and won the Super Bowl after what he said to me. I don't know, you know, <laughs> hey, that's all he did. All he did was single-handedly carry, a, you know, eleven touchdowns, no interceptions in the playoffs to win a Super Bowl. Got paid a lot of money, man. He also started for the New York Football Jets. Yeah, and, and then he got COVID. It's a whole thing. <laughs> but like, well, he didn't get COVID. It was just close uh, contact. Whatever, whatever. It was. Uh, I'm not trying to portray Joe Flacco as the end-all, be-all. I, I believe that AJ, <laughs> in fact, can be better in his uh, line of work than even uh, Joe Flacco was. I'm just pointing that out in the moment. Um, and then I guess that kind of leads into the other thing too, which is I had people ask like, what does it mean for the show? Um, are, are you, are you going to watch WWE? Are you, you know, like that? I, I don't, I don't know what this, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know how you handle a situation like this. I know you're a lifelong fan of pro wrestling. Do you, would, yeah. will you still sit down and watch? Uh, I mean, I haven't watched since I've been released, um, mainly because I've been doing other things like, SmackDown was my co-drive. Monday I was uh, traveling back from uh, I was traveling back from uh, Baltimore after spending the week doing the co-drive, and then had other things to do for my like my album release and whatnot. Um, Tuesday we had a meeting with, uh, with all of um, you know me, Swerve, uh, B, um, Tahuti. We got together and. Uh, met up and, and talked about next steps and whatnot. Um, but like, am I going to stop watching WWE? Probably not. But am I going to be the most invested person in the WWE programming for the foreseeable future? I don't know. You know, it's one of, you know, it's one of, it's one of those things. It's like, uh, like you said earlier with your ex girlfriend, right. like, like I don't, I don't hate them, but that didn't mean I wanted to watch them bang their next boyfriend, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> It's cool. Yeah. Like, like there's still people there that I'm big fans of, and you know, there's still people there that I'm friends with. That and the the best thing to me, and the the best part about it to me, um, is when I was released within 24 hours, I had been reached out to by multiple WWE Hall of Famers, people on the current roster, like letting me know, like, yo, I don't know, this is bullshit. Hey, I'm on. sorry to hey, distract. Hey, stop. Stop. It's time for a bonus episode of <laughs> AJ's life is different than yours. And now here's AJ to tell us how his life is different than yours. Yeah, man. I mean, when you, there's this, it's the thing is that like people have the audacity to say that I'm difficult to work with, but some of the first people that called me when this was over were WWE hall of famers that I worked with on the show. Right. So <laughs> like if, if if they don't think that I'm difficult to work with, then I'm clearly not. Can, can you give us like who who's? The I mean, I was on but I was on busted open, so you know Mark Henry, right? And, no, no, I I, yeah. wanted to, I wanted to go this way. Who's a person that like it wasn't necessarily someone you were working with at NXT or you're coming up with, but somebody maybe you didn't know as well that after interactions with them, experience around them, you're like, yo, that's somebody I'm gonna rock with for the rest of my life. Because of how good of a person they were, um, you know Kevin Owens. Kevin wow. Owens was a, and you know me. I was, I'm. I got a signed Kevin Owens picture hanging on my wall in my house yeah. right now. Like, yeah. Kevin Owens is. I was a fan of his for years before he got to WWE. Before I got to WWE, um, 
And he's gone out of his way to while we're after we debuted to be really cool and talk to me uh, about what we're doing. And even after I was released, you know, what I'm saying making sure to reach out. So it's like there's 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 really good people in this business. And, you know, Kevin Owens has also been somebody that people say is hard to work with as well. Man, I love the fact that Kevin Owens is a wrestling angel. That just that makes me so happy because we all like him so much. You know what I mean? Like we're all such yes. Kevin Owens fans. Yep. That means a lot. You know, like God, it just makes you feel so much better when you find out somebody like that is a good dude because you're so inclined to like him otherwise, right? Like you're just, damn, that's uh, that's really really cool, man. That, it's good that people. Is, it's good people's for sure. That is really cool. Um, is there anything else you want to say just because like you've seen somebody talking about, is there anything else that you just want to say something about at all? Um, honestly, no, man. I mean, I feel like I've said everything I needed to say. Um, I'm at the point, like, I'm not the, I'm not the bitter ex-boyfriend, man. That's not, that's not a role that I like to play. Yep. Uh, if you, if you feel like you're better off without me, then I'm gonna let you be better off without me. And then maybe one day you'll realize that what you had all along was what you needed. So, <sighs> Oh, um, uh, very poetic. Like, you know, that's you know, that's that's me. I'm a poet. If you didn't know it, so, um, <laughs> and if you didn't know, now you know. So, uh, um, where have, cool I, where have is, I heard that before? Where have I heard? The cool that? thing is, the cool thing is, like all the little catchphrases from Hit Row. You know, they it's, were so my they were my they were just my catchphrases before I got in Hit Row. So now I can just keep using them. But what yeah. about what about Huhada? Is there a way to do that moving forward without without? Being... Uh, no, I think you know. I honestly think Huhada has to uh, yeah. has to has to die. It's it's sad little death. You oh, know? that's a bummer. It, that's a bummer. It's uh, it's a great. And here's the thing: people are still going to chant Huhada at me, and I'm a, the thing is, it's probably just going to be Huhada, not Nada, instead of yeah. you know what I'm saying. All right, I c- I kind of love oh, yeah. that actually. I actually love that, man. If we just cut out your name, can't you, know? you can't you be like, can't you be like the highest dollar? No, no. <laughs> I, 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 this is why you know. don't let. This is why you don't let Brandon make any decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think of what rhymes with Francis. Only thing I can, who dances like AJ Francis? No, that doesn't work. <laughs> Francis is not. Frank is I wanna, back. Remember what you guys? What I just said to you guys about how the we're most, not, not the, the most, coolest people in the room. Remember <laughs> when I was just saying that a second ago? <laughs> The most shady Frankie baby. I do love that. I do love that, man. All right. All right. So I guess what we'll do is we'll just play it. We if if you want to come on, if you want to talk about whatever, talk about you, talk about like we'll just play it by ear. You know, like moving forward, right? Like that's just what we're gonna do. And look, this is. I said this too. It really pissed me off when somebody was like, "You were a guest on our show, one of the write ups." (laughs) Like. Yo, this is AJ's show. <laughs> like, let's make that abundantly clear. Um, we'll keep doing it when AJ can't do it, but this is his show. Um, so whatever you want to do, we're going to make it work, man. Like, we're going to do that. And we'll keep, you know, every week we'll still get together and BS about wrestling, the three of us. And whenever AJ wants to jump in and, and do it, we'll do it, man. Like, it's I think it's that simple, right? It's... Very simple, man. All right, bro. Very, it was very before. Simple. Um, and thank you to all of you who came down to the games last week with food. Absolutely. With, I mean, I was only there for the one night. AJ was there all weekend, as it turns out. Um, and and it was, it's just humbling all the time, man. It was also there was, there was, and that's a, the thing. That's the thing is like people like want me to be bitter and upset and all these things. It's like, bro, I got released, and then I spent the next three days 
getting canned foods together for people that have nothing. Yeah, man. They don't have a car. They don't have a place to go. They don't have anything. And they're just trying to get by day by day. So for me to see their situation and feel sorry for myself, I would be the biggest asshole in the world. It really helped me put my own situation back in perspective. And I'm very grateful that I was able to do that and not only just affect my community in a positive way, but be able to recognize my own blessings in the process. Uh, it, 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 it's incredible. It's an incredible thing. And we're proud of you for everything that you've done with that. It means a lot to be a part of it. Um, and I mean that it seriously does mean a lot to be a part of it because uh, I support it uh, wholeheartedly. And uh, my, even my six year old got to come out with me to buy uh, a, a shopping baskets worth of uh, ramen noodles this week. So he got to be a part of it, too, which was special. And he was really excited about it. He was like, we're going to go get this for Uncle AJ's drive. I'm like, yeah, buddy, that's what we're going to do. It was yep. really it, Hell yeah. It was really neat, man. It was really neat to share that with him. And thank you, my buddy Tracy, who sent some money so we get even more. He's like, bro, I don't know how many ramen noodles you're getting, but get even more. At one point, I thought they were stolen, too, by the way. This is a straight shoot. We walked, yes, it is. we walked upstairs, and, like, so we had to park down at the bottom. There's these giant stairs getting to the main entrance, and I'm hauling, like, seven or eight boxes up at a time of ramen noodles up these stairs, and I, I, and I lose, like, I stacked them all up down at the bottom, and I, I turn around, and I walk down, and they're missing. Like, 13 boxes are missing. I'm like, yo, what the F? Who just stole ramen noodles from a food drive? Like, what is going on? And then I walk back, and it's just AJ stacking them up in his truck. <laughs> I was like, I and was... the funny thing was, like, so, like, I am i don't care. Once again, I don't care about optics. Like, I care about at what actually happened. Yeah. So, like, so, like, Glenn, being a good guy, carried all this stuff up to where we'll be collecting everything. Um and was putting it in bins, so you know when yeah, the it, drive started, it looks like we already have right, bins, right. bins full and whatnot. But I saw the stacks of ramen noodles. I was like, let me just put these in my trunk <laughs> right now. I'm going to be taking all these things in anyway. Yeah. So like, it was funny because like I don't like yeah okay it would look cooler if we stood there and we had full bins already when we started, but. Like, that's not what it's about, man. It's about actually the actual effect that you can yeah. have on a community, man. And like, like I said, Sarah's house is a, a um, homeless shelter for families, but it's mostly kids. And to be able to provide them with like food, not like internet, that's great. And School supplies, that's great. But food, to be able to supply them with food, for enough food for not just Thanksgiving, but for the Christmas season as well. I mean, like, that's that's what it's all about, man. That's what you that's what you get a platform for to use. You don't yep. you know yep. what I'm saying? So like I, I'm just grateful that I have enough of a platform that people will be willing to donate to my camp food drives. So like and in numbers. And as usual, I called it when we were there, Glenn, as usual. The women's basketball game had the most it's the best team on campus it's the best mm -hmm. support like i mean that doesn't it's like it's like if you're going to a women's basketball game you're already way more thought conscious about society yep um because there's a lot of people that won't go to women's basketball games just because it's women playing basketball which is the dumbest thing ever because they're, which is the they're dumbest unbelievable thing ever. because bro ashley owosu yes is Nice. Just went over a thousand, oh. Oh, thousand points for her career. Like we, we were at the game, and it was her thousand point, yep. and it was a 
bro, she's nice. Yep. Like, so nice. And, like, if you can, if you, you can't watch that and say, oh, man, I don't like this because it's women's basketball. Bro, you're sexist, Go bro. F yourself. Dude, you're I was, sexist, bro. I was about if as. You don't like, if you don't like good hoopers getting buckets because they're women, you're sexist, bro. There's no other a, way around. This is a legit, this is a straight shoot. I was distraught about that. Everybody knows I'm a Phoenix Suns fan because of the time I was out in Phoenix. Um, I was distraught about them losing game six. I was equally distraught about how game four of the WNBA finals went because the Phoenix Mercury were the first time I was around pro uh, hoops in my life. And I was like, holy F, like, this is awesome. And I have been in love with them ever since. The Mighty Merc, is, that's my jam, dude. And I was distraught as they were blowing things against Candace Parker and the Chicago Sky in the WNBA finals, man. It was killing me inside. But uh, the Maryland women, they are really, really good, man. All right. Um, still at AJ Francis 410 on all social media. Don't have to change anything yep, there. That's why, that's why I never changed it in the beginning. Yep. Don't have to change a damn thing. And, and you just never know. Like, maybe. maybe when you come in verified. You come in verified with your name. You keep your name. That's, that's a fact. That's a fact. All right, uh, we love you. We'll talk to you, uh, and and like, uh, like we've all said, we know, we know. Uh, there's big things, big things coming. There is no question about that. Um, there he goes. He is the main event. Bend, 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 bend. AJ Francis, aka Frank. Who hotter? Not, not. All right, appreciate him. And also, serious thank you to uh, AJ for uh, chipping in for our uh, coat drive. I still have uh, a couple spots left in a raffle that I'm doing. That includes um, I mean, like an unreal I, one of the raffle prizes. And by the way, m the majority of people that got into our raffle for our coat drive for Helping Up Mission are not pro wrestling fans. They're Orioles and Ravens fans. So if you're a pro wrestling fan in this area and you get in, you've got extremely good odds because most of the people that might win in front of you don't want the other prize. So we might they have want to, the Mancini. Yeah, they want the Mancini autograph stuff. They want the Dafeoe autograph stuff. They want the Hollywood Brown autograph stuff. Like, that, they want that. So if you're a pro wrestling fan, you might be the 60th name that we pull, and you might still get this prize, um, which is you get to be at both Hollywood Celeb Fest and Baltimore Celeb Fest. Your admission is taken care of the first weekend of February. And on top of that, you will meet everyone that's a part of the Grade 8 stable for both shows, meet and greets included. Now, you might say, to yourself, crazy. You might say to yourself, who's all part of that? Well, I'm so glad. Thank you for asking that, Aaron. That was so nice of you for asking that. It includes Bully Ray. It includes... The beautiful people. It includes Santana and Ortiz. It includes Thunder Rosa. It includes Moose and Eddie Edwards. It includes Taya Valkyrie. It includes Serena Deeb. Pretty loaded group of stars that you will be able to meet for free over the course of that first weekend of February. 
All you got to do is chip in 20 bucks to our raffle. If you go right now to Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, and the 20 bucks is going for us to buy uh, clothes for the folks down at the Helping Up Mission. The details are all in there. Just get your 20 bucks in by Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal, and then message me, let me know you did, and we'll get your name in. But we are running low. Like, thank, I'm very grateful for as many people have gotten in so far. We're running low. We probably only have about 15 spots left at this point. So please get that in as soon as you hear this show. And uh, you, I, I'm the odds of you, because again, the people that are in for the most part are not pro wrestling fans. So the odds of you being the winner if you're a pro wrestling fan are extremely good of you getting this prize if you get in. And it's an incredible thing. Thanks to Great Eights memorabilia for making that happen for us. All right, boys, uh, let's talk about uh, the fallout from uh, Survivor Series. Um, you need to set that up properly, sir. Why? Oh, the, I'm sorry. Let's talk about the fallout from the one time all year when people who wear red and people who wear blue may meet in the same location. While wearing red and blue. While wearing red and blue, correct. That, that's what makes the difference. They're wearing the that's red and true. blue. On that night, they're wearing red and blue. That's actually a good point. It's the one, that is the one thing that's different about Survivor Series. Hey, Glenn, um, I have a question for you. Yes. Who was on Monday Night Raw the day, the day after? No, <laughs> no. Now you're being nitpicky. I don't think. Was there anybody? For, oh, right. Sammy. Okay. All right. There was. That did happen. Okay. You're right. Um, because it was the one time all year where someone shows up the night after the one time all year. All right. Anyway. Um, I, I mean, the, the funniest part about all of it is, is you say the fallout from it. Well, yeah, yeah, there is no. I get it. I get it. Look, <laughs> this is, it's always such a weird no, way. No, there, hey, there was some fallout. Yeah, Brandon is You're way, right, the golden egg. Yeah, Brandon was way more excited about something than I was. Anyway, hang on. Let me, let me take a step back. We have to do this in context. If we separate from the fact that the show is meaningless, if we separate from the fact that there's, it, it's just, it's an, a pointless exercise. If we separate from the fact that it is obviously not one of the most significant shows of the year, if we can somehow see past all of those things that are no more true today than they were last week when we talked, the show itself was a fine wrestling show. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the watch, sitting down and watching wrestling, everything about it was well and fine there was nothing i mean like the egg thing whatever i I just can't i'm not even offended by the egg thing it was ridiculous but it was ridiculous and it was just dumb but it didn't i didn't think it just it didn't harm anybody then that was the thing like as far as like paid shilling things go it, it was it was unoffensive and the and the pizza thing was so stupid it actually worked for me like <laughs> it was so inherently dumb and over the top like and i and i mean this if you're going to do this just be ridiculous about it there's nothing good that comes with trying to make it seem natural cuz it ain't natural there's nothing natural about it so if you're going to do something like this the hell make it absurd and put it in a match that we clearly do not give a rat's ass about, and they don't give a rat's ass about, right? Like, I, I in a way, I mean, is it, isn't that ninety percent of the show? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but other shows, there might be matches that we actually care about, and they're still probably going to do some of these paid things. I don't know what. 
I was actually entertained by the absurdity of tossing pizza slices into the crowd. Imagine how pissed you would be if some flying pizza slice came at your face. Not, you know, like, not just not just that, but it was Pizza Hut pizza, which well, makes it even uh, worse. I mean, yeah, I don't know that there's ever a good slice of pizza to come flying at you. Like this is not a natural thing to catch out of the air. Is a slice right. of pizza. This is not throwing a T-shirt into a crowd. You're or even throwing, a wrapped hot dog. You're throwing a slice of pizza <laughs> that eight different people are going to touch before it ultimately gets to you. The best case scenario is that you're going to get sauce all over your hands. The more likely scenario is that it's going to hit the ground anyway and some terrible person is going to pick it up and eat it. It's so absurd, the notion of throwing pizza slices into a crowd that I legitimately cannot be offended by it because it's so absurd. Well, but the, the best part, I, though, was that was that almost was was upset that he couldn't eat the pizza. Correct. Like yeah. that was what he yeah. won. He won the right to eat pizza. Apparently, ah, uh, I none of it. You couldn't make me mad. <laughs> like I'm just. This is so ridiculous. I'm actually entertained by it. If somebody was doing that type of comedy on the internet, we would say, you know what, this work. It's too many cooks. What was remember too many cooks? Yeah. It wasn't funny. It was there's nothing about the premise that was there were no jokes involved. The reason we all enjoyed it is because how delightfully absurd it was. It was this 14 minute video. It just never ended and the absurdity of it was what made all of us enjoy it. This is too many cooks. It's so delightfully absurd that I can't make fun of it. It's it's wonderful it's so absurd. The absurdity the, of a professional... The, Go ahead. Yeah, well, I think the big, the biggest thing for me was, and I was talking to Aaron a little bit during the event, it's like they they set both of these things up so clunkily and there was there was like some pro, like miscommunications or something with like the Peacock commercials and when they would come in that at first, you're like, what even is that up on the table before the Battle Royal? There was, like, tables of stuff. And even one of the announcers was like, what's all that stuff on the table or right, something? Right, right. And, and, and it came in in the middle of the entrances. So, like, they might have set it up, but you completely missed it all because of whatever the... There was, this is the first time in a long time I've seen WWE have production problems like that. Well, where they didn't know... No, I, I feel like started. some of these commercials have been a thing with Peacock. Like, they've done it in the middle of entrances, in the middle of stuff. Like, but, this but it is seemed thing. like... But, but the middle of entrances seemed on purpose in other times. This seemed like the announcers were talking when it came back in. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like this is the first time I, it felt like literally the broadcast got cut off. You know what I mean? Like, and in particular, the thing with the egg, like they were making a lot of assumptions for a minute that we would know what that is. And then clearly realized no one did. And the announcer sort of clumsily tried to tell you what it, what it was. I, so that was, that was the only, you know, the biggest part. And then like, I don't know. Yes, the egg thing is fine. But then the payoff on Raw was pretty subpar. But it was a subpar payoff to just a stupid bit. But, but so, were, like, were, were you looking for a good payoff to it? I mean, I, I, I don't know. It was kind of weird that you spend two whole shows with this through line that doesn't amount to anything. Uh, apparently, it amounts to a lot of money for WWE. So, 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's all sure. it is, which is weird. I can't in, believe in they're spending. Sense, but in that sense, though, I think this is weirder than the zombie thing that everyone hated. Like that, the zombie thing was harmless because it was in one segment, and it was clearly a you know. Yeah. This this they could almost have tricked you into thinking was going to actually be something. I, and, you know and, what I mean? And like, I, I, like if you thought this was leading up to a big payoff, yes, and you were quite disappointed by it, but. I just never was convinced of that. Like, at no like, moment. I mean, I, I was texting you, Brandon. I thought it was going to be leading to, like, the gobbledygooker. Like, I, I legitimately thought that was the payoff. Well, and it, I've got to be honest with you, I think that would have been a better payoff. Because at least it would have been, like, silly and entertaining. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Say, like, that would have been better. This, this, this was genuinely nothing. And then somebody would say, well, it, it's, it's, it's a feather in Austin Theory's cap. Is it? Is it? No. I mean, no. like, I don't, I don't think it is. I mean, like, if what you're if what you're saying is he essentially got the blessing of Vince McMahon, and so no matter what happened, like we we all know Vince McMahon giving Drew McIntyre his blessing bettered yeah. him for the rest of his life, right? So maybe, m- maybe, but you're you're really squinting to try to find that in this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, the 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 selfie he got with Vince McMahon is probably more valuable than the match he had with Big E. Yeah. That's almost almost well, certainly no, true. I mean, the only thing that really came from it was the the Sammy Vince interactions, which were amazing. And God, like if there was one thing that I'm hoping comes from it, is that they go somewhere with Sammy and Vince, and Sammy now being able to say Vince screwed him over as well, and that leading to something more. I don't believe it'll happen, but that's the one good thing that could have come from it. So, oh, that that bit was fantastic. Uh, it was a good bit. I don't disagree with that. It was a good bit. Um, okay, the only thing to me that was offensive about the whole night on Sunday night was them, and it happened on the pre-show, and, and it didn't seem to hurt them all that much. In what world do you think it's smart to have Damian Priest act like a heel if he's not going to be a heel? Like, this is the type of stuff. Supposedly, wait, hold on. Supposedly, this is a slow burn to a heel turn. But the, you didn't see that at all the next night. Like they didn't go back to it whatsoever. It was well. They think the him the him snapping thing. The the is, the multiple personality thing yeah, is yeah, very yeah. clearly and going to be do something down the road. And he did do that Monday again. I, what? How did he? I'm trying to remember what he did. I did not. I didn't feel it on Monday. Night. It's just, this is like the third or fourth time he's done this, where he like something. Someone does something and he snaps and starts being more aggressive or whatever. Oh, it's because but, that's the. This is the first time he's done it to a face character, so that was the first time it's felt weird. Because every other time, it's some character that you know and, what I mean. And it's like well, and, and they reference they they reference it. They had Apollo come out and talk about how he's more Damien than but, Priest but and, and that but, sort of and thing. And that's fine, but it's Apollo doing it. So we're like, yeah, we're on board with that because we don't like you. Like this is the. <sighs> well, I don't. I don't think it's necessary. It's not a quick heel turn. It, it's it's firmly firmly identifying that he has basically split personalities. I, I just don't, I don't think that that's beneficial, man. I don't think, I, I don't know that it is, but I like, I, I don't think it's necessarily a clear, like if oh, you're yeah, asking, whether, it, it's simply, yeah, it's, it's established not, the fact that he has two sides to him. And, and okay. okay that, that That's not good enough, man. That's not, this is not. I, well, his, his entrance video is that too. Like since they've changed his entrance, well, yeah, it's like, they're making it very clear. Yeah. Okay, but to to what end? To what end? It's a good question. To what end? I, I'm guessing eventually it will be a heel turn. 
after we do, you know, a little bit of the, the back and forth, you know, eventually the, the Damien side will take over permanently or whatever. Then I, would, then I would try to have yeah, him interact maybe with... Whatever. I would have him interact well, with more faces then. I would have him interact well, in the process. I, I don't think this is necessarily... This isn't a two-week thing. This is a four-month thing, potentially. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I do, think so, do, too. I, I, do, do you, do you genuinely with... believe that there is four months tele- storytelling going on? Do you really believe that? I, I no. Think maybe. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think they've, they're planning I, out four months. I do think they're saying, we're going to do this for a little bit, and when we feel the time is right, we're going to pull the trigger. Okay. I, I am... like that, that's what I feel the, the situation is right now. I mean, the catalyst could always be whoever beats him for the U.S. title could be a face, and then he could kill them afterwards, and then that can sort but, of but that's, transition him up to a, why a world would... title contender. Maybe it does. None of that sounds good to me. That just doesn't sound right. Like I, it's part of the problem with not having him drop the belt first. Like I, 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 yuck. They, uh, you're gonna have a heel chase a face for the world title after he drops the belt. I mean, it could be. It could be the how you. I think it just could be how you transit because you know. Dropping a secondary title is usually what happens right before that person goes into a program for an eventual world title. Mm, I mean, mm. How, how often does it happen that way that you go elevate I mean, that way? Hypothetically, yes. I, I don't know, man. I, it's It comes off really hinky to me. Like, they don't, it comes way you more can turn off. turn heel and then w- win money in the bank, maybe. Wait, wait, wait. When you said Big E, what, am I am I forgetting a, a secondary title reign for Big E? He had the Intercontinental title. But not I, it, it, it was it was you have to go back a ways. He had the Intercontinental title when he was that, It wasn't that long. It wasn't that long before. When he was working with Apollo? Yeah, that, I mean, that was that long ago. It was the beginning of the year. It was a, it was a pandemic oh. era. That's right. Okay. But he didn't I, go I, honestly, honestly, I had completely forgotten about that. But he didn't go immediately. Like, you're making it seem like he went immediately from that to the other thing. It didn't. You're adding the immediately part. I, I'm saying, like, that's sort of like, it doesn't have to be the next week. I mean, but the, but that sort of thing is it's like, okay, now we're going to prep this guy for the, for the next round. You know what I mean? It's, he's not in the U.S. title realm right, but anymore. Not typically, now he's gonna be... But that doesn't typically include a turn. It doesn't typically go that you're a face. Oh, no. No, 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 It doesn't mean it has to. I'm just saying they could do but it's, that. But it's a step beyond I mean, that. I'm saying I don't, I don't, that doesn't smell right to me. It doesn't smell right to take a face mid-card champion, have them drop the belt to turn heel, and then immediately go after a face champion. Like, that, you're, you'd have to paint me the well, scenario. You're adding, you're adding he's he's the, not you're saying immediate. He's saying, he's saying do, do stuff in between for four months. Be a, yeah, be a dominant like heel for four months. Him. That's what transitions him into being a main event guy versus being a okay. But United when you States say main, e- I mean, there's other. When you say main event guy, that sounds like what you're talking about is Cesaro. Like what you're talking about. I mean, but is... that's probably what he. But that's probably what he is. Do you know what I mean? That's probably. That's probably his ceiling is probably a little better than Cesaro. And that's the... I don't. Glenn's always yeah. thought more. I, I mean, I don't know how you don't look at Damian Priest and think that his ceiling is... And by the way, I think Cesaro's ceiling should be higher, too. Let's make that abundantly clear, right? Like, this isn't a knock on Cesaro whatsoever, but it's why it was that when Aaron was so excited about him last year, I was like, yeah, I, I wish I could join you. I, I, This is what I thought was going to happen, right? Like, I'm... 
if if what you're doing is painting Damian Priest now, who looks like that and is as good as Damian Priest is, and saying, eh, he's just going to have a Cesaro run, that's, you know, it's a waste. That's a waste. You're missing it. You're missing it entirely. And that might be the answer. You might not be proved to be wrong about that. I'll make that abundantly clear. You might ultimately be right that they only think of him as Cesaro. But that's a that's a miss. It's there's there's nothing. I agree. Em- I, I mean, I'm just saying what I think. I'm not, I don't saying they should do that. I just think I don't. I don't know. And that's I don't why. Have the that's faith why. That's why all of it comes off to me as being. It's what it really smells like. Is mm, we just don't really see it. So we'll mess around for a little while, and you know, you'll always be big, and you'll always be interesting. This just comes off as as utterly unnecessary, and does not reek of something that benefits him in any way. What, if, Glenn? What if he's more Seamus than Cesaro? I mean, well, Seamus is a really big deal. I mean, for the, his run, but that's what, but, right? But that's what I'm saying. What if he has a Seamus run instead of a Cesaro? But you, run? but you have to have that run as a face. Seamus isn't this without having that run as a face champion. But 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 his first title reign was as a heel. He, he beat John I mean, Cena. It was, yeah, it was a month long reign. But yes, I mean, technically, I mean, it's a real, it's a, you know what I mean? Like, it's a technical thing. I, I, I guess, right? Like, you're you're being really. You know, if if if, if you're, you're saying is he has to take a minute to be a he- I don't know, man. Like I, yeah. Wasn't wasn't Sheamus a heel for like quite a while before they turned him face? At least a few years. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess the problem. Is Actually, no. You know older, what? Right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, because he he because he he won the title. He went through the he- the year long of losing as the heel which they used that to to make him sympathetic and turn him face. So it was it was you know two probably two and a half years, two two and a half three years uh, as a heel to start his career. Yeah, I mean maybe 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 but I eesh, I uh, maybe. That's all I can keep saying is maybe. I, this just comes off as doing it for the sake of doing it, man. I, I mean I'm I'm being as honest as I can. This comes off as I- Let's just do something. I, I don't I don't vibe from this. They know what they're doing. They have a big plan as much as it's just like, man, let's just do something else right now. And well, hey, listen, the, the listen, only thing I like about it is go ahead. Sorry, Brandon. I was going to say, if we're being honest, who whose booking isn't like that that isn't named Roman Reigns? Um, there's there's a well, I don't think that any of this with Randy Orton is doing it for the sake of doing it. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And then you could say, hey, Randy Orton is closer to Roman Reigns. That one's fair. That's that's fine, Uh, right? Like, And I can listen to that. Um, And I obviously... But what I I will say about this, not necessarily, like, I don't think they have a big plan, but the fact that they are... Like, we've talked about this back to his NXT days. His character was always... Like, we didn't know what his character was. Like, he was the Archer of Infinity, Infinity, which didn't really mean anything. There was that stretch where he was, like, riding in limousines and going to... Clubs and no, that was didn't really making yes, that that was really bad. Yeah, but, but I, I'm just saying, like for the most part, he hasn't really had a character. Like he's been cool, he's been a presence, but hasn't really had a but, character. But I, so the fact that they feel the need to give him a, a character, I think, might be a good sign. You know, you not know necessarily that this is going to work, but they want to do something. It's so weird that you say that because I was settling in on being cool and being a presence was what worked for him. He looks great. <laughs> like I was yeah. settling in on that idea of you don't. He doesn't have to have a specific character. He can just look like that, and everyone wants to be him. Like, 
that can work. Like that hundred percent. It can work if you lean on, but like they weren't even leaning to the fact that he's cool. Like they were, they were just, he was cool. That's what it was. I think you needed to lean into something. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's, let's move on from it. Cause it's obviously not a major storyline and because I only have a few minutes here. I really don't, I I can't, I can't go very long here. Um, uh, what else did, uh, if anything, the Becky Charlotte thing, I had people saying that they thought that Charlotte was tipping off and like telegraphing the fact that she was going to lose because she was like mad about it. I did not in watching that sense that at all. Um, that, that feels like I didn't sense that at all. I, I sensed it was a really good match. Um, yeah. And for being an exhibition match, it was, I enjoyed it as much as I can enjoy an exhibition match. I thought without, without the finish, it's a match of the year candidate. Yeah. The finish. I was thought weak. it was outstanding. Yep. I, I don't know if I thought it was as good as Becky Sasha. I mean, uh, Sasha uh, Bianca, sorry. Um, but yeah, it was a great match. Uh, the only thing that I, and I, I kind of said this back for the, the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, for, for someone, for two people who have had such a heated feud, such a, you know, such highs in the feud, to have just kind of, a, I don't want to say a throwaway exhibit. It was a great match. No one's going to argue that. I don't think anyone on the planet's going to argue that. But it felt weird to just kind of, do it for the sake of doing it you know like i I almost wish they skipped it this time so next time they do it it would it would be as the same level as we've seen in the past as far as the heated feud i hear what you're saying i do actually think that this was the one where they generated enough heat that it felt like it mattered like this was the only match on the card that really felt like there was something there um and given the the standard of what we're working with i really do think that says something um i also think that they there's so much in the way that's problematic Again, if we keep going back to we need it to be Becky and Bianca at WrestleMania, then then when are you doing this? When are you pulling the trigger on like do you have to wait until SummerSlam next year in order to do it? Because you don't want it to happen at the Roy- like you don't want it to be a scenario where there's a belt at stake that could ruin a Becky Bianca belt match. If like you had a belt at stake in the Becky Charlotte match, then you need Becky to win that match. You have to have her win that match because you have to have her keep the belt in order to face Bianca. So in a weird way, I think they kind of pulled it off, man. Like I, again, I'm, I, I understand I'm grading on a curve a little bit, but I really do think they pulled this off to make it big. And I also think that the good thing about this is it doesn't prevent them from doing it again at some point. Sure. I, I, I and in fact, I think it only makes it, more meaningful to say, hey, we're always going to be able to come back to this. These two will always be at the top of the division, yeah. and we will always be able to go back to this thing whenever it is that we feel like we want to. Um, and I, I just think I it agree. adds more fuel to I the agree. fire. And that's, and that's why that finish is so important, even though it kind of like downgrades, you know, I, the whole time I'm watching that match, I'm thinking match of the year, match of the year. The finish is like, it's, it's not that it was a bad finish, it's just a match of the year has a outstanding final right i i in my opinion right i do Um, i do agree and even if you wanted to do it that way with the the schmoz but on on the other side of that i do think finishing the match this way was very important for for all the reasons that you just said yeah i i I think that you know we we kind of talked about it last week that you know becky should have won but it should have been kind of a more underhanded way as opposed to just like you know it was it was the trick there of having that heel heel match in that, you know, both of them were going to do the same thing. So I, I would have liked to see, you know, something a little more than that. But, yes, I mean, as far as 
we can get in the get in the future makes all the sense. Um, the, the I, I don't think that Big E was hurt at all. They let him get offense in. He was never going to beat Roman Reigns. I did not think that Big E was remotely hurt by what happened. I mean, it wasn't. Again, it still doesn't make any of this necessary or or good. But I didn't, right, I didn't think it was he was hurt by it. It's... No, I mean he got the he got the finisher on Roman and pinned him essentially with a, a with an arm on the ropes. That's that's all you need to do to make you just need to make it look like he can beat him, and then let Roman beat him and and everybody's fine. I, I do think it's important for Mir that he shouldn't lose for especially if this is going to be a longer reign. He shouldn't lose for a while. He's lost, I think I saw online, he's lost five times since he's uh, won the title, and whether it's tags or in singles matches. that That's my only concern. Not necessarily that this match specifically, he is has, losing it. Now, hold on. Has he lost five times, or did his partner lose in some of the... Like, I, I think it, getting losses, like... No. You don't need to stack up. With it. I will never agree with you that well, the partner of someone getting pinned affects that person in any way. I will never agree with you on this. But we've made this argument multiple times. That's never going to be a thing. I, I just don't agree that that's a thing. Now, if you're telling me he got pinned five times, that's no, usually he problematic. He hasn't been pinned five times. But I, I do think that, like, even if it's in tag matches, even if it's not him, like, again, it's not DMG. Like, how many champions generally lose matches over and over again? Like, whether it's tag matches or singles matches. Roman Reigns, every time he tags with the Usos against people? Roman Reigns literally, I, I don't think, has, I think he's lost, he's not lost one or two matches in tag, tag matches. matches. He hasn't. I've, I've literally seen one of them where the Uso got pinned. I mean, I, I'll, I'll pull up the cage match or whatever, but it's, it's not five in two months. I'm or three months, I'm trying, I guess. I'm trying to... My whole point is that dynamic does not matter. I think the person getting pinned himself matters. I don't think Xavier Woods or, or like a Viking Raider or whoever the hell else he was teaming with, the Street Prophet, um, getting pinned affects him in any way at all. Uh, for the record, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, Roman Reigns has lost four times since October 29th. So, well, but, well, well, well. That, that includes house shows. Them, no, right? no, they're all on SmackDown. Well, we got well, the, well. We got Woods. Hold on, I'm, I'm just looking. I, I've got them all right in front of me. I literally Glenn, have them all. You're, you're, Glenn, your eyes are not. Wait, you're talking, about, you're talking about dark matches, though. Those, all these are dark matches. Well, three of them were dark matches. You're right about. Yeah. That. Okay. They're, so yes, they're dark. Right, ma- I'm not counting dark matches or house shows. They are. Three of them are dark matches. That is true. That is true. Three of them are dark matches. Um, I'm trying to go back. I'm trying to go back for a second. Yeah, only one of them. Only one of them was a. Uh, I need TV. you to tell me all these matches that Big E has lost, though. And and so just no, so we, we don't, can tell we, we don't we don't have time. I'm sorry, we don't have time for okay. it. I got I got to okay. tell you, we don't have time for that. Um, I, look, I understand your point, and I I get what you're saying. I think part of the problem is I've not needed Big E to be a long term champion either, nor have I ever believed that he was going to be a long term champion, and that's that's fine, honestly, for me. I don't I don't I I've said this a billion times. I don't think he hits without being the New Day the way that you think he hits without being the New Day. I think he's likable. I think people enjoy him. I don't think he is a guy that is a long-term face champion. I think if he was Big E, the guy that's the leader of the New Day, and the New Day was involved, then then I think that he could be that guy. I don't think... I, there's no singing along. There's no. There's nothing that says 
We're waiting for the moment that Champion Big E comes out. We all like Big, Big E. We're all really happy he got to be the champion. And what we don't want is for him to drop the belt and then be buried after that. That would be a big problem. That would be awful if, if that were the case. He should be a near-the-main-event guy for a long time. I have just not believed that he needs to be a long-term champion, um, nor have I thought that he was going to be. Um, so that's part of the reason why it's not as concerning to me as I think it is to you. Um, give me quickly. I really got to do this in like 20 seconds. Give me what else, what else do you need to talk about before we wrap up this week's truncated show, which by the way, I wasn't planning on doing a show this week anyway. So you all are welcome. <laughs> uh, just want to talk about NXT real quick. We set up the war games match, which I think they, they set it up as simply old school versus new school, which you could frame it as NXT versus NXT 2.0. And They've made NXT 2.0 the heels, which I think is a mistake. All right, I'm going to have to, I have not had a chance to watch NXT yet this week. So I'm going to have to watch and save that. We'll have that conversation next yep. week. All right. We'll save that then. Uh, let's get some plugs in. Uh, Aaron, you start. Uh, check out VEASAN, VEASAN.com. Check out all our uh, programming on Masson, which is uh, follow the money every weekday morning and the Lombardi line on uh, weekend early or late morning, early afternoons. Uh, check out the Nightcaps, 7 to 10 Pacific, 10 to 1 a.m. Eastern. And uh, follow me on Twitter at the AOster. All right, Brandon. We've literally announced a billion shows. So just go to RamsonLive.com. Go to at RamsonLive on Twitter and Instagram. Check out all the latest announcements. There's going to be a whole bunch more announcements coming right after the holiday um, and before the next holiday. And the next show that you can buy tickets to, I believe, is December 4th which is our WPOC acoustic uh, country show featuring Chris Lane and others. And all the money, all the proceeds of the ticket money goes to St. Jude's uh, Children's Research Hospital. Excellent. That is wonderful. Very, very And great. as always, I'm at Brandon Linton on Twitter. All right. At Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com. And again, at Glenn Clark Radio, there's a pinned tweet with details. Please donate. For what we're doing for Helping Up Mission, we got a few spots left. Please get the, your donations in ASAP. Uh, f- uh, for Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Jobbing Out. Yeah, I didn't prepare anything either.